2: On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I talk about the franchise. Yes, Joel Embiid, we start to break down players with each episode. We begin with the big fella right here on Locked On 76ers.
1: You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5, the Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host, my partner in crime. As always, Sixers beat writer from the Inquirer.com, Keith
0: Pompey. Keith,
2: what's going on, man? How you doing? What's up, D? How you doing, brother? I'm Doing great, man. Looking forward to talking about the big fella here today. But first, I want to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can see everything going on at Locked On 76ers. Keith, the big fella, as I show my hands, he had a lot to do, of course, this season with all he did. Second season, the second year in a row where he was the second runner-up for MVP, and he did a phenomenal job this year. There's still some ups and some downs to his game that we can certainly talk about, where you as as the beat writer and getting all your interaction from fans, whether it's via via email, social media, face-to-face at the arena, myself on the radio, and the same with the social media platforms. We get a lot of kickback, of course, about Joel Embiid and what he doesn't do and maybe with his game. So wanted to talk to you about that and also get into the fact that as I show my hands, uh, he had the surgery finally on his shooting hand. Keith, to start there briefly, Had the surgery on his shooting hand, which was the uh, torn ligament in his right thumb. And then he also had a surgery on his left hand as well that, I guess, popped up and was a surprise for many of us. Uh, Glad he got it done. Last summer, we were worried about him getting surgery on his knee. never heard anything, and he comes back. Everything is fine uh, unless we just simply missed it. But uh, having the surgery, it was much needed for him to get that done on uh, his hand
0: yeah i mean it was i mean but you know the thing about it is we knew it was going to happen um we, we just didn't know when um kind of like you alluded to um but it, it's one of those things where you know when i get these surgery reports they're great but i have yet to hear one that says that this guy had a bad surgery and that this one at least when they let us know i was happy that they didn't say Joel Embiid bead had a successful surgery you know what i mean they just had it they came out and said you know, he'll be back, he'll be ready to play um, by the start of the season. So, you know, it, that's um, some pretty good, Im- important news, I guess, you know, that it's not going to be something that's going to linger and that when October rolls around late September, you know, he, he should be able, I mean, he he's expected to be able to play. So that's a good sign. Absolutely a
2: good sign, as you mentioned. We knew it was happening. We knew it was coming. It was just a matter of when and when we would be alerted by the procedure being done, it's done. Now he can recoup. And it, it seems, of course, based on what we found out, is that he will be fine by the time training camp hits uh, in October. So we're glad that it's done and glad that he can now um, do what he needs to do. And maybe he won't be tweeting for a lot of people <laughs> <about, laughs> now that his fingers are a little wrapped uh, up from, from the uh, procedure. But Keith, a, uh, again, a, another fantastic season for him second team all nba probably should have been first team if you adjust the positions because of him being the second second runner-up in the mvp for the season behind nikola Jokic 30 plus points per 30 points a game which was his uh he won the scoring title for the first time in his career double double as usual a monster on the glass defensively took a little bit of a step back in terms of his blocks but not a big deal because we know what his presence was in the paint and and what he did but Keith as we look at his season overall a great season Uh, so you've been covering him his entire career and and you've seen how far he has come as a player for the 76ers your overall thoughts on the 21-22
0: campaign of Joel Embiid good and bad you know I I think it was by far the best season that he had Um, I mean of course statistically wise it was but I, I, I think that the maturation um as a player. I mean, if you notice, there were times when he turned the ball over as he normally does, but I felt like for the most part, you know, he he was better in in regards to identifying double teams and feeding it out of the post, right? I think that there was before he got banged up and got injured, there was times where, you know, he stayed in a low block more and took advantage of his um his, his, his huge height advantage and his girth and things like that. But to me, you would have to say that. And, and here's something else. Like, he seemed to me to be more comfortable, more relaxed. Remember, there was a time when he would come in and Joel would try to, like, lead the league in first quarter point scored, right? Right? I mean, he was, like, getting in. And then all of a sudden, and by the beginning of the fourth quarter, you're looking at my man in he's gas. I felt like this year, in particular, for the most part, there was times where, I mean, there were times when we looked at him and you're saying, "Wow, he's being extremely patient." The game slowed down to him, and then once the third quarter or the fourth quarter came, he just took over. So those are the things that really stood out to me with Joel Embiid this season. I thought he was tremendous this year,
2: uh, right from, I'd say, around December where it really started to kick in. He was already just being himself early on and then got hit with the COVID, missed the games that he did. I believe he missed nine games consecutively uh, due to the COVID health and safety protocols where he missed that time. And the Sixers took a dip. They started off with an 8-2 and two record and they were playing some really good basketball Uh, leading the lead right at right towards the top of the Eastern Conference, along with the Chicago Bulls, a few other teams who got off to a really good start. And while the team as a whole played well, it was really about him early on and how dominant he was and how how strong he was during the early part of the season. And then the thing for me was, again, coming back from that time missed that he didn't really skip a beat. I think it took him about two games maybe where you were like, okay, he has to get his legs back underneath him. And he, and he did so. And mm-hmm. from recognizing those double teams, Keith, that you talked about, being patient with the basketball, not coughing it up as much as we are accustomed to, and also balancing out from the low post scoring to the mid post work and less three pointers. <laughs> My thing for him was always two to three, three max, And that's it. Unless he hit a few and he's feeling good that night, then I'm okay with it. But he also, you know, he pick and chose when when the right times were to shoot those three pointers. And he did that. And I thought he did it very well. He recognized when uh, cutters were available more. And that's what we saw from Matisse Thibault a lot more this season. I saw the I thought the growth in him as a leader in the sense of playing with a young player like Tyrese Maxey, encouraging him to to take the shots and, and all of those things. And the same for Matisse Teibel, encouraging them to, to be aggressive and look for their shots as well. Yes, bring the ball to me all the time because I am who I am. I am the franchise it runs through me. But I, I thought that he did a really good job in that aspect of the game early on. And we have more to talk about with him. And we will do that on the next part uh, of this Seventy Six Locked On Seventy Sixes episode because we also have to talk about some of the things that didn't go right for Joel Embiid as well and we will get to that next right here on locked on 76s but first i have to tell you about the great friends at built bar once again they're doing it for everybody here people they're mixing it they're doing it today doing it today people by allowing you to get in on the built granola bars they are here people have been asking about them and they have delivered built granola bars come in three unbelievable flavors listen chocolate peanut butter chocolate coconut and white chocolate berry want to try all three flavors you can get a mixed box all of it at built.com right now these are so different uh you know from the bars and the puffs we've talked about the puffs for many months now we can get into the granola bars loaded with granola is the perfect combination of crunch and chewiness for your liking built just like bars and puffs these are packed with protein and covered in 100 percent chocolate once again how about that huh built has cracked the code for better granola we know about the 150 calories 15 grams of protein and only four grams of sugar hey they're made with collagen protein which your body absorbs more efficiently and proteins provides ton of health benefits and when you're out there walking it's the summertime folks you're out there walking you're out there in the heat you want to put something in your stomach to make sure you're right built they got you covered with now granola bars and the puffs as as always. So head to to built.com right now. Check out the three uh, granola bars, the delicious flavors from chocolate, peanut butter, chocolate, coconut, once again, white chocolate berry. Don't miss out, gotta get yours today. Go to built.com to get those built granola bars now and go to built.com using promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Love it. Do it today, people.
1: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen for your next listen. Check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right? All right. Joel Embiid, Keith, and uh, again, some of the issues that we had this season. Not much, though, because, listen, he played – The most games he's played in his career during the season, no complaints there anymore. Uh, You know the things that would drive me nuts sometimes? Falling on the floor a little bit too much. Uh, When he didn't, uh, when he felt too confident in passing the basketball at times, where he was forcing the ball across court, which is the most dangerous pass in basketball, trying to fit that basketball uh, in a tough spot and with too much space for the defender to recover, use the speed, and then get out into it an open break which would eventually for a lot of times uh calls for a a foul at half court let's say to stop that break to stop that man advantage by the other team uh but you know those are just a few of the things that i might have said during the season that joel has to stop doing that but again for the most part i thought he did a lot of, a lot of good things before we get to the those types of things what, what did
0: you make of his did you see growth did you see maturity in him this season yeah, I did. I, I saw a lot of maturity on him this season. I mean, there was a, you know, it was a, well, you know, throughout the um, the early part of the season when Ben Simmons held out before he was traded, you know, the team would get together. They would yeah. have team meetings, team dinners. And in the past, Joel was the type of guy who rarely went to those things. Well, he was visible. He was there and he was more of a leader. Um, so I, I saw growth on that behalf you know, through Joel or with that. Um, I've also seen growth when you look at his body, Um, some things that you talked about beforehand um, in regards to coming back in shape. To me, that was growth because, you know, in the past, like you said, you know, it was one of those things where he would come back and, wow, he looked like he gained 10 pounds in a week, you know. So, you know, so to me, the stuff that he did off the court, it just seems like he was a better teammate um, than he had in the past. And I'm not saying he was a bad teammate, but it was just one of those things where he just wasn't as engaged off the floor that he, than he was this season. If I, if
2: I threw at you, cause
0: uh, one of my, my producer at
2: the station, Tyler Zulu you know, Tyler, he asked yeah, me, he does a great job. Yeah. He, he asked me, um, I think it was on Tuesday night. He asked me, where does Joel Embiid rank in the NBA as far as the top players in terms, you know, one through five, five through 10, whatever it might be. Where does he rank? And I said to him, uh, he's definitely top 10. And if you start to dwindle it down, he's certainly top seven. And where do you put him just because of the MVP runner up again this season? I was like, you know what? He's top five, Uh, five or six, no less than six because of what he was. And look, we got to count injuries for everybody You know, the season and with all due respect to Jason Tatum, who made it to the NBA finals, they kicked things off on Thursday night against the Golden State Warriors and even Devin Booker, where they had the best record in the league, Joel Embiid again for the second consecutive season is playing at this high level second year as a runner up. It's kind of hard to, uh, especially when you look at injuries from the other players, LeBron James, great season, but he missed a certain amount of games. If they would make that as a, a negative for him, where they were counting these things of, uh, well, he missed 30 games, so he can't be a top 10 or he can't be top five. Well, he played those games. I, I had him at um, five or six. I had him at five or six this season because of the fact that, again, he was an all-NBA player. If you look at the voting numbers, the totals, he was sixth as a player, right, for uh, for, for overall, uh, and he even had a higher total than Jason Tatum, but because of certain votes. He fell to and he was a center, not a forward. He fell to the second. He's a top five player, in my opinion, Keith, um, at worst six. But I think he's top five.
0: Yeah. I mean, you have to say that. I mean, when you look at when, when you look at um, the, the top five players, I mean, you have to say MB Jokic, right? Nikola yeah, Jokic. Um Giannis, uh, well, yeah, Giannis, and then you know Kevin Durant, and then you just pick another guy. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, you know, traditionally people will say LeBron, but was LeBron a, a top yeah. five player this season? So you know, outside of that, you can say maybe Steph Curry. You know, um, Luka. now, now a uh, uh, Luca. You know, uh, but I think that those four that we, we 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 mentioned, they're legitimate top four players in this league. And it just so happens that they're they're either centers or forwards right now. Um, So, but yeah, I mean, Joel is, is definitely that guy. Um, He, he improved a lot and, and let's face it. um, You know, he does certain things that, you know, when in the course of a game, you'll see him do a move. And you're like, well, I've seen that before. And then you go back and you look and you see, uh, and all in the same game, he'll do a Kobe move. He'll, he'll do a, a uh, MJ move, he'll, which is kind of like a Kobe move, right? Because Kobe took a lot of MJ yeah, stuff. But, yeah, th- but then you'll see it in the Elijah Wan stuff. So, yeah. you know what I mean? So, Joel, you know, although these aren't patented moves that he has, outside the Akeem stuff, he's doing stuff that guards do. Yep. You know what I mean? He's not supposed to do it at 7 exactly. 2. Listed 280, but we both know he's he's more than 280 because he's just a big guy, not a fat guy, but he's yeah. a huge guy. So you know, you look, you you say to yourself, you know, he's 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 a a first ballot Hall of Famer, but um, you know, Joel, uh, yeah, he he matured a lot, and and you can't deny that he's one of the best players in the league. And folks, this is coming from two people that have been
2: critical of Joel Embiid in the past, but. On the final one, we do need to talk about some of the things that we need to see from the 22-23 campaign in order for the Sixers to finally advance past that second round, which has been a big problem for them these last five seasons. The last four dropped out in the second. We'll talk about it next, what needs to be improved for Embiid and his basketball team next, right here on Locked On 76.
0: You know, our partners at Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find our latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. And as my man D said, do it today, people. Definitely do it today.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: That's right, especially before Game 1 of the NBA Finals on Thursday as well. Well, Keith, that's where Joel B talks about. You know, he talks about the MVP and and he talks about Defensive Player of the Year, things of that nature, but he also talks about winning a championship and it, it, has, uh, it has not gotten to him as of yet uh for this uh, opportunity to play number one for the eastern conference crown and then to play for the nba championship as well what what does he need to do in order to i know what the team needs to do and we've been talking about it all off season and we'll continue to discuss it because things are just getting started so what does he need to do as we talked about all these and we heaping praise on him as a growing player developing player, still at this stage of his career where he's gotten better what does he need to do in order for his team, for him to carry and help his team get to that level?
0: You know, I, I think that, you know, there are certain things that we talked about him doing, um, patience and, and all that. We we saw that in the regular season. We saw that in the first round. This last playoff series, I understand it. I get it. I know that his hand was banged up. I mm-hmm. get that. Um, But – Late in certain games, he was roaming around or late in, I shouldn't say late in games. Um, as the series went along, he started roaming around the perimeter a little bit too much. He wasn't taking advantage of his mismatch. And I, that's something that he would do. And and I get it. I understand it. I, I totally understand it. Guys aren't making shots. He wants to win. And he come and guys are double teaming them, triple teaming them. And I think he goes out there and he just starts launching. But I feel like in that game six, he didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but he's a mismatch on the block. There's no one down there that can guard him. You know what I mean? And I felt like, you know, you got to continue to do the things that you did in the regular season to get you to winning the scoring title or get you to being an MVP Uh, runner-up. You know, you got to continue that. And I feel like for him to get to that next level, he has to keep, stay with it. He can't abort or give up the things that he was doing early on. Because let's face it, Joel Embiid, as great as he is, he's a top four player in this league. He's being judged right now. And it's not all his fault, but the label is he can't get out of the second round, right? He can't get out of the second round. So he has to can do continue to stay focused, to show patience, all the things I praised him for in the first segment, yeah. but he did that in the regular season. He has to continue to do that in, in, um, in the postseason, regardless of how he feels, how banged up he is. I get it. You know, he was good enough to play good enough to play scoring points, you're out there, the beast. You're out there, yeah. so you gotta go out there and you gotta continue to keep that focus and do the things and be down there on the block. Yeah,
2: the only thing for me, I think, really is you're right. When it gets to the postseason again, can't have can't have a high turnover number, and a lot of times it, it doesn't matter where the spot was. When did you turn? When did you cough it up? What happened there? Uh, did it start to lead to another fast break opportunity for that, for the opponent where they put some points, some easy points on the board where they didn't have to work too hard to get that, you know, it can't be coming off of his fingertips. He has to play through those things and yeah, play through the contact like he typically does abuse them on the low block. Like he does. I thought Miami though, Keith, and that's just me. I thought they did a really good job of devising how to stop him with their junk it up defense, the way that they did it, which kind of forced him away from the low block and, uh, I didn't want as many threes. I was okay with the pull up jumpers because we know he makes those at a very good clip right there from around 15, 17 foot range where he knocks that down, especially when he gets the defender, his, his primary defender faced up and he puts the ball on the floor and has them backpedaling and he just stops and pulls up for that jumper. That's a killer shot. And he makes it at a very good number, something I don't want to see him take out of his game. And if he does that and he's punishing him that way, then they're going to have to figure something out there. Uh, So, yes, just again, finding that really good balance of when to step out and stay inside and just flat-out punish him. Not asking him to be Shaq because that's just – it's a different game, and he has a different build to do that. And they're calling games a little bit different too. So uh, I just think that when you get to the playoffs, because that's what it's all about anymore – it's not about the regular season. Get your fifty wins. Do what you're supposed to do for a top seed in the East. It's about the postseason. I've been saying this for the last couple of years now because they've gotten there, and you saw that there was going to be a constant thing. That's where that's where their money. Whether it's him, Harris, Harden here now, and uh, Maxi will get there. Not quite on him yet about that, but that's where it's all about for for him and and the other veterans. On this team in the starting lineup with him. It's about the postseason. So if he can, if he can, once we get back there next April, better protecting the basketball, making sure that he recognizes those double teams, take quality shots, be smart with it overall, and continue to be a leader. Uh, they'll be he'll be fine. It's now will everybody else follow suit with what they need to do in in order to advance. So, folks. That'll do it for us as we start to, again, just catch up on the players themselves, talk about their 21 campaign. We started off with the big fella, the franchise, Joel Embiid. So we want to thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day for uh, our next episode. Keith, where do we go? Do we go Harden? Do we go Harris? Where do we go? Do I'm go?
0: It's funny because I was thinking about that. Let's go Harris tomorrow and do Harden on Friday.
2: Let's go Tobias Harris tomorrow. So that's our episode. We break down Tobias Harris's 21-22 season. Now make your second listen locked on NBA, locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, as always, man, let the people know.
0: Hey, you know what? Wherever you listen to your podcast at. You can subscribe to this podcast, right? I'm seriously, wherever you get your podcast at, you can subscribe to the Locked On 76ers podcast. But one thing I also want you guys to do is get listen, go listen to, watch, do whatever you want. You can text it to a friend, you can email right. it to a friend, right. do what you can for our, our YouTube channel, Locked On 76ers YouTube. What you do is when you go onto the page, you click on the Liberty Bell. That's how you subscribe to it, right? So you do that. The third thing I want you to do is to make sure you follow us on Twitter. You follow my man, Divine, Divine G975. You follow me at Pompeii on Sixers. So it's at Divine G975 and at Pompeii on Sixers. Do that today, people. Do it today. And we appreciate you doing that today
2: and every day right here on Locked On 76ers. You all have a great rest of your Wednesday and we will talk to you tomorrow. Peace.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.